0: Ramble. South Park, I think the one thing that kind of like broke my love for it a little bit was when somebody pointed out South Park's point of view is just that everything new sucks.
1: I'm gonna go old school internet. Up until then, there was like kind of framework for comedy and then the internet kind of just destroyed that and was like, anything can be funny.
2: I ask those stupid questions all the times. It's okay, sometimes we just don't know stuff and sometimes people just love to laugh at people because they feel smarter. They had castaways, which is funny because it's very similar to that one Smosh sketch. Remember when you were stranded on the beach?
0: Yeah, did we rip castaways. it off? I don't know.
2: Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, Dude, I put butter. This. I put butter in my coffee this morning.
0: Oh, you doing oh. a bullet, bulletproof coffee? Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, doing a bulletproof coffee situation.
2: Is that what it is? is that yeah, right? you
0: gonna you gonna get you got that MCT oil in there, Joe Rogan.
2: I'm making sure to stir it up so that the oil doesn't build up at the.
1: Time. Did you just did you just do that randomly, or did you know that that was a thing?
2: I was like, I figure it's a thing. I'll try it. A Little salted butter in my coffee.
1: Dang. Well, Am I just guess naturally?
2: What? Alleged
0: behind the curve. Oh, yeah. God. Um. Hello. Welcome to another Smoshcast. Today I am joined by the the people that are known none other than by Shane Top and Courtney Miller.
2: Hi. Hello. I I hate my background today. I feel so like I feel like um it's ugly behind me. I'm I'm mad. Uh,
0: Courtney, have you never seen what I film in? <laughs> At
2: least it's like empty and light. <laughs> it's an,
0: Empty room.
1: It is my murder room.
2: Yeah, but like at least it's like a cute murder room, you know. Mine's like a cluttered, weird, dark.
1: Ian finds room. an abandoned office building to record the pod in every day. Every um, day,
2: there's a lot of abandoned day. offices in that in the yeah, state of California. Man.
1: We're basically the yeah, last well, of us. Well, it's actually
0: set walls. So right now I'm recording at the Grand Canyon. The Wi-Fi reception here is great.
1: That's awesome, man.
0: Mm-hmm. Great Lucky work. You. Yeah, an eagle just flew by. The camera, you, oh, you can't see it. It's on the other side.
1: Yeah, Fun.
2: Well, for those listening or watching or pretty, pretty much watching, uh, the reason I'm in this weird setup is because my microphones hate me and they hmm. are possessed. I don't know if my apartment is haunted, but these microphones are because the microphone on my camera for sketch and my microphone for podcast are just deciding to go like this. <laughs> like so That's what they sound
0: like. Maybe it has awesome. something to do with your voice. They just heard your voice, and then they
1: killed themselves. Maybe you're techno cursed. that's a cool name. Techno cursed.
0: That that's definitely like the the next uh, like Blumhouse movie. Like What's it's a the next Happy movie? Happy <laughs> Death Day. Happy Death Day. Techno cursed. Paranormal <sighs> Activity. Techno cursed. It's just
2: an, it's a purge. It's a purge sequel. I'm ready right. for this. Who wants so, to go first? With their top, top five? five comedic inspiration.
0: Top five comedic inspirations. Number five.
2: You are really good at that.
0: Thank you. Maybe I'm the voice of that guy. Twist.
2: Epic how to.
0: Um, my number. I'll start.
2: Okay, number five. Are we starting with like number five and counting down?
0: I didn't really order mine, so don't don't take this by any sort of. Mine's uh, kind
2: of a loose order too, anyway. Yeah, we'll just kind of instinctually
1: pick
0: for number five. The Lonely Island. Uh, what? Andy Sandberg, Yorma Tacone, Akiva
2: Akiva, I don't know his last name right off the top of my head. But he does Sh- Akiva Schaefer,
0: Shriver? Yeah, I think it's one of
2: those. Yeah. He dude, cause he's by he's in my list.
0: Yeah. So um Yeah, the Lonely Island. Uh I mean they list. they got started on the internet. They had a couple failed TV pilots.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which awesome are actually really Town. funny.
0: Yeah, you can actually track it down and and watch them. They're pretty funny. Uh, just if you want a sandwich, come roll with me. Yeah, but you can. It's funny because like you you see like little pieces that they took from like Awesome Town and put it into like later things because it didn't get picked up. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude, I watched Hot Rod the other day. And do you remember so good? Do you remember Chester? There's this uh, guy named Chester. He's like a like a tall Asian dude. The guy the guy who dances. Oh, he's around. awesome. He's yeah. in
2: so much of their stuff. Like he's he's closely like associated with them. Yeah, he's I awesome. Feel like
0: he was in like all the old Lonely Island stuff, and I've was he yeah. in pop star? Did he have a part I haven't
2: Popstar? seen Pop Star from start to finish. Oh. I know. Dude, Pop
0: Star Popstar is actually like legit good
2: okay like because i for some reason the marketing didn't do it for me so i was like mm, was i don't bad. want a bad taste in my mouth
0: yeah it was the marketing was bad and also just like the whole because it was like supposed. it looked like a big justin bieber parody it seemed like yeah. it was three three years too late but it is like legit a funny movie okay cool uh but yeah lonely island like when they were doing their shorts on you know youtube i guess two guys Dude. in the pool just two guys.
2: Do you know what the their name Lonely Island comes from? No. Those three guys lived in an apartment and that's what they called their apartment.
0: Oh. No. Well
2: then. I'm obsessed with them, dude.
0: They're
1: great, man. They are really funny.
0: And they do and they do seem to like stick together
1: when they do these other projects like Hot rod. Yeah,
2: they all have like their own individual star. talents.
1: It's impressive that they've stayed like making stuff together so long. I feel like that never happens. And when
2: I got to see their practice tour, dude, they did it, all the things, all the oh, iconic yeah. things, like even Lazy Sunday
1: from, awesome. from mm-hmm. the
2: SNL digital shorts and stuff. I can't even tell you how much they've changed my life.
0: Are they in your list somewhere?
2: Oh They're, yeah, they have okay. to be.
0: Well, then don't 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 okay. talk about it too much. All right, until we get to your. Lonely Island, I wanna hear from you. Shane, number five.
1: So, okay, I'm switching my number four and number five because I've just decided. My number five is the internet. Particularly- Very specific. I'm gonna go old school internet um, with a lot of the stuff that would just show up on ebomb's World, early internet mm-hmm. stuff like Bo Burnham and Barats and Beretta. The problem was it would be a different video all the time that would make me laugh and I loved how chaotic Uh, internet comedy was compared to everything I had seen before. Uh, So I wanna say it was around 2005, 2006, where I just became obsessed with it. The thing is back then it was so different because I I think it's similar to like walking down the beach looking for driftwood. You're just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna check the internet today and see if there's anything funny. And you'd look for like an hour and some days you'd just be like, there's nothing on the internet today. There's nothing new, (laughs) there's nothing funny. I'm going to check tomorrow. And sometimes it well, be was, like there
0: was websites on the internet. Right, at but some they point. would
1: only like Ebom's world would just have like upwards yeah, of 10 new Yeah, there'd be like new no
2: new videos for yeah. And
1: so you just kind of be like, "All right, nothing today. Um, you know, maybe I'll rewatch something. Like maybe I'll rewatch one of those GI Joe dubs or something." Mm-hmm. The that early stuff, I just loved It made me laugh so hard. It was so Weird and and like I said, chaotic is like the best word I can describe Absurdist. it Absurdist. Absurd, oh man, I was obsessed with it. Uh, Baratts and Beretta, I watched mm-hmm. all of their stuff back then. Bo Burnham, whenever he came out with something new, I was like, hell yeah. But a lot of the times for me, I was not a subscriber of anything. It would just be whatever turned up. All of that back then was such a huge inspiration. And I think it really got me um, comedically thinking outside the box. Like up until then, you know there was like kind of framework for comedy, and then the internet kind of just destroyed that and was like anything can be funny, <laughs> and so that was yeah. that was kind of uh, well inspiring
0: because it also destroyed the gatekeeping for comedy. Like anybody could yeah. create something online. Like on TV, yeah. like you you had to go through a huge process. You had to go through censors. You had to go through everybody, and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden you had just like insane people. Like teenagers, like, you know, Ego Raptor, Aaron Hansen, right, creating flash cartoons I think that's, by himself.
1: But I think that's a big thing is like for the most part back then, you never saw people your age doing funny stuff. It was all adults doing mm-hmm. comedy.
2: The internet and like YouTube, I feel like influenced uh, editing style in like mm-hmm. feature films for sure. Like comedic cuts. There was like a whole new world of that on YouTube. Right, like it was cool when you finally started seeing those like incorporated. It it
1: but changed it changed everything.
0: Number five.
2: Okay, so it's it's kind of a tie, for me a number five between YouTube channels. Which I if I mentioned these channels already on our top YouTubers list, I'm sorry, but I will go into like the comedy aspect this time. So it's a tie between the channel Balloon Shop and Liam Kyle Sullivan. Balloon Shop it was like sketches that don't make sense, like. It's crazy because they were making videos around the same time as Smosh was, but they were so different. Like the sketches were an entirely different like world in terms of like arc and like meaning and any kind of sense. And like a lot, it's crazy because oh, what's his name? Owen. Is it Owen? Owen Rogers. Owen. Owen. That's I knew was I was like Owen Rogers is really the only one who's like seriously still in the digital space. Mm -hmm. But those other guys that were a part of that, they were like some seriously funny people, dude. And like, they were kind of, they seemed like a lonely island minus like the music aspect. Yeah, And then Liam Call Sullivan, his character work I loved so much. And I think it definitely influenced when I was a, like doing YouTube videos and did like No Vacancy and stuff. I did the similar thing where it's like, oh, this part of the room is this character. And just like, I, it for sure influenced how I edited my videos, and it's crazy because Liam Kyle Sullivan. Because if, if people don't know who I'm talking about, he's the guy who made shoes. But what's Dude. cool is that yeah, guy, so that that incredible sketch comedian, he edited Smosh Pit videos for like a year or two, right? Mm-hmm. At Defy, yeah. yeah. I remember a couple years we ago. we were like walking through the editing bay that was like the super dark room in the Smosh in like the building, and just walking past and like seeing our video being edited. And then looking down, and Liam Kyle Sullivan turns out is like, Hey guys. I was like, Huh? You're yeah. my dad. Like just <laughs> you're so my shocking. dad. He's
1: such a shocking. chill guy, such a yeah. chill, laid-back, yeah. mm-hmm. quiet dude. So crazy. Um, his videos were next level. I mean, they ruled the world for, for periods mm-hmm. of time back yeah. then. Yeah. He yeah. He kind of like owned like the MySpace
0: era. Mm-hmm. Of, yes.
1: Of
2: like, mm-hmm. comedy. And then Balloon Shop, I feel like, was super underrated. Like it did they didn't blow up as much, it seemed.
1: I never heard about them until like you showed showed me them, but I would have loved their stuff if I had seen it back in the yeah. day. But there like was David a lot of people Sketch, like them.
2: Like Derek, The Roommate, Whips, just like the mm-hmm. weirdest stuff.
1: Sketch comedy Br- back Britannic. then was, was so, Britannic was. I think Britannic is the best one. Like some mm-hmm. of them are so smart. Uh, David
0: Blaine Street Magic.
1: Yes. Like, God well,
0: and, and that and one of those guys is in SNL right now. Brightan. Well, they were th- that away. was
1: well. Um, that <clears throat> the David Blaine sketch. came out of Groundlings? Um, mm. that that was a Groundlings. All oh, they were all Groundlings people. So mm. they're all pretty well connected in that world.
0: But yeah, one of those guys, like, just I mean, like, as of maybe like what, like four years ago? Jordan? Yeah, five What's years ago. What's his name?
1: What's his name? I forget. I've seen. Mickey. I, I, is it Mickey something? Think I don't so. Know. I don't watch this. I had seen him. I had seen him I've live him at Groundlings so though.
2: It's so crazy how I, like you can go from religiously watching SNL to mm. not even being aware. Of That's that that
1: how it's always worked. SNL has the life five years on, five, five years yeah. off. It's yeah. always been that way.
2: Ian. Ian.
0: Number four, South Park. Yeah. Mm. I feel like, yeah, South Park for me, which I wasn't. When it first came out, I wasn't allowed to watch
2: South Park.
1: Yeah, it came out. I mean, dude, yeah. How old were you when it started? (laughs) You were probably like I was
0: six. I was in, I think, sixth grade when it when it first came out. Maybe fifth grade. Same, like same time as Pokemon.
2: Pokemon.
0: Yeah, I want to say
1: that's because it was the the nineties.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember, like, one of my friends, like, had like, like, he had cool parents, which meant he had bad parents. He, we watched South Park over it at his house once or twice. And I was like, oh my God, this is so, this is so bad. Like we can't be watching this.
1: Especially those first seasons.
0: Bro, they're
1: so. Those crude. first seasons are so crude, like ridiculously crude. Yeah.
0: The issue, I mean, like I, I guess nowadays, like it. I have, I have certain issues with, with, uh with South Park, but there was a time when like, they really hit their stride. Yeah. Like, They hit their strides so well and just like, did like a multi-part series where it was like, uh, Cartman wanted the Wii and he froze He (laughs) He
1: goes to the future. Well, there was also the one where he wanted the DS for uh, Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars. And he goes (laughs) to the future and it's like, There's no more religion, but there's like the Atheists League and the Atheists Federation and they hate each other or something like that. They always have like stuff like there's several. The the
0: Make Love Not Warcraft episode. Oh, my God.
1: I watched that episode while playing Warcraft. Oh, that was back when I was into playing World of Warcraft. And I remember I was watching it. I had like the head set up and everything with the entire guild I was playing with and we were all watching it. While playing World, oh, of World Cup, and we're all laughing so our asses off.
0: It was so good. Like, and I feel like I, yeah, I mean, South Park is great. the The issue isn't so much with the content as it is some of the people that watch it that don't understand the point. With like Cartman always like yelling, like, "Oh, you fat fucking Jew!" He's a bad character, not to be emulated. But some people, right, took you know. Like the really like racist stuff.
1: Well, that's the issue probably when a bunch of little kids, little kids watch it, and they yeah, they don't understand, so to. they just start repeating yeah. what Cartman says. Yeah,
2: yeah, because that's the tough thing with creating a, a character that's supposed to be unlikable is that it's tough that it it does put that stuff out in the world.
0: Yeah, it's the same kind of thing with Always Sunny. Like, and you, mm-hmm. and the weird thing is, dude, like there is a section of people that watch Always Sunny. And they are not good people, like because oh I went, yeah, I, dude, I went into uh, because I watched and was getting off track, but I watched, uh, I was catching up on Always Sunny, and I watched the uh, Mac finds his pride episode where they do that like beautiful like dance number, mm-hmm. and like I went to the reviews on IMDb and was like reading some of like the one star reviews, and I was like, holy crap, there are just a lot of really bad people, dude.
1: There <sighs> were people, there were people who thought the Colbert Report was actually a conservative show
2: <laughs> yeah because usually a lot of shows when they have like that shitty person show up they usually come and go pretty fast or they are very clearly losing in yeah, every they're not way a main
1: character yeah <laughs> it's a fine line to walk and yeah, yeah. like they but trip I, I mean up like and...
0: South Park they just had so many good so many good things about it I think the one thing that kind of like broke my my love for it a little bit was when somebody pointed it out they're like oh South Park's point of view is just that everything. Everything new sucks. Oh. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, they're kind of right. Like, it's just like, there. that is kind of the point of view of like, oh, this thing, it sucks. This, yeah. I feel like it I, sucks.
1: I feel like also a lot of, and I'm gonna use the term faux intellectual If you just take the stance of I hate everything and I'm going to make fun of everything, that's not a free pass necessarily to just say whatever you want and be smart because you hate everything. Mm -hmm. But that is what a lot of shows take on. It's what a lot of people take on, too. They try to have like, that Oh, I hate everything, commentary. so it's fine. I'm smart because I hate everything and everything's bad. It's kind of <laughs> like, all right, man, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Shane, number four. All right, number four. I'm gonna go back to my childhood and I'm gonna go to the things that made me laugh the hardest when I was a little kid and uh, what I think got the ball rolling and it's a tie. Um, because I would switch between two different channels when I was a little kid. I would switch between Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. And there were two shows that I essentially was always waiting for and wanted to watch. And if they were on, I'm watching it no matter what. And those shows are Johnny Bravo and All That. Johnny Bravo. Oh yeah,
2: All That. Johnny Bravo
1: was my... Johnny Bravo was my poop, dude. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Bravo was on, so poop, good. Dude, that could be your it slogan. Was, it was probably my first like impression. I wanted to like, I was always trying to do the voice. I loved that it was just like, here's I think the character of someone who thinks they're awesome, even though they're a complete loser, is still my favorite character type. And I do it all the time. I love that that trope. Um, and Johnny Bravo sums it up so perfectly. And he's such a, the way they made him such a dumbass <laughs> is so great. I still quote it sometimes. It some of my favorite quotes are, um, He there was like, oh, it's like, yeah, we gotta go in, in 45 minutes. He's like, 45 minutes? That's almost 46 minutes. And I was just like, that's so dumb. And it's so dumb.
2: <laughs> and I just love
1: stuff like that. And then all that was yeah, just dude, ridiculous. Yeah, dude, I forgot about uh, them. It was so good, especially that first iteration was incredible. And I mean, the cast was nuts. I mean, Amanda mm-hmm. Bynes and Keenan Thompson and, and so many others that were so good. Um, Obviously, I'm sure if I rewatched it now, it's designed for little kids. I would think it's dumb. That's why I got so mad when all that came back recently and people were like, this is nowhere near as good as the original. I'm like, you're 30 years old now. Of course it's not as funny to you. (laughs)
2: Like, let it- Are
0: you gonna find a, you know, Kenan Thompson sitting in a bathtub with a French accent funny?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, stop watching kids shows as an adult and judging it as an adult. I thought it was so great. I think it's, I. I mean, I say this, I'm a little biased because of so random, but I do wish there was more sketch comedy. And I mean, with TikTok and everything, it is available, but sketch comedy was just so fun. And yeah, I think it's, it can be such a good way of like pointing out absurdities in life.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I should have had Amanda Bynes on this list, man.
1: Oh, man. I You know what's crazy is, um, I guess the last run of it was Sam and Cat. But so there's Sam and Cat was was with Jeanette McCurdy and mm-hmm. uh, Ariana Grande. Sam and Cat is technically a spin-off of all that. Because what? Sam and Cat is a spin-off of iCarly, because Jeanette McCurdy, I don't know if it's the same character, but like it's, they essentially It's victorious
2: iCarly put together. But,
1: right. But mm-hmm. okay, so let's let's then let's just go back one and say iCarly is a spin-off of all that. Because iCarly had um Miranda Cosgrove who was in Drake and Josh Drake and Josh was a spinoff of Amanda, of the Amanda show, because Drake and Josh were on the Amanda show. And the Amanda show is a spinoff of all that, because they Whoa. took literally Dan Schneider from all that would just take an actor from that show and make a new show about them. And that's what he did for over 20 years. And it worked. So on so
2: all that was like the UCB of, of Nickelodeon? <laughs> I guess so. That's crazy, so. That's, that's, dude.
0: Courtney, number,
2: number four. four. My number four and if it's kind of similar to Shane's of back to my younger years of what I always watched. Smosh!
0: <laughs> Fucking
2: Smosh, baby, dude. I sketch comedy. Like I have, I have a sketch on my old YouTube channel called Panda. That is definitely because I was watching a lot of Smosh and just really wanted to make a sketch with my friends. It was not a sketch at all. It was literally like the weirdest thing where I was just like, oh my God, we have Panda Express and we're so excited. I watched Smosh so much. I remember my friend Marissa and I would come home from school. I would make us our special snack of Ritz crackers, ham, cheddar cheese, uh, and a flavor blasted goldfish. And we would do our homework, but we would watch, we would alternate between watching Smosh sketches And also recording ourselves on the laptop webcam, just being Mm -hmm. dumb. Yeah. And then I guess it got to the point where I've I've said this so many times, I feel like, but where I would, I would, I found the smosh.com and would watch all the BTS because I Mm -hmm. loved the BTS just as much, if not more than the sketches themselves, because I was also just so interested in the world of like making this stuff. So it just blew my mind to, like, see you guys clearly successful and making these silly sketches. And, like, I still have it etched in my memory. Like, I think it's if video games were real one of Ian going, eh, eh, wah, eh. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you, the first time I heard you do that in real life, I went, oh, because it was so... Crazy to me. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it was years and years of that. I didn't watch you guys for a long time. And I started watching you a little bit again when Olivia joined because I like, we, I would hang out with her in LA at that one studio where Viners would hang out. And she was like, guys, I'm auditioning for Smosh and here's these bits I'm going to do. And we all thought it was super funny. Even though she was just like, it was, she was the same person that she is today during Try Not to Laugh. But when she joined, I was like, cool. And I started watching him again. But yeah, it was, I was, I'd very much like grown from it. But it, it felt so cool to like that now be a part of it, and I feel like we've kind of aged it up in a way, and now we're like it's stuff that we find funny, not just what Defy claimed as fourteen-year-olds just figuring life out. And that's well, our that was their
0: interpretation of it. We never, of our demographic, I mean, we yeah. never, we never made anything specifically. No, it was you know, it was, it was raunchy audiences. humor,
2: but for young yeah. people, like it, it's it was kind of almost on. That plane of South Park where it's like, this is very young looking, but it's fucking raunchy. Yeah. I mean,
0: South Park was a big was a big influence for me. So yeah, there was a lot of violence, a lot of blood, a lot of I mean it was
1: just all know, absurd. It was
2: like yeah.
0: cartoonish absurdity. Yeah. yeah. A lot of like blood, Park, a lot of
2: boobs, yep. Yeah, South <laughs>
0: Park had a big had a big part in, in shaping.
2: Makes how, sense. How so in a way, South Park inspired me as well. No, I can't have this list and act like Smosh didn't influence me before I started working here. So
0: Good. Good.
2: There you go. Now my job is I'm even more secure. I, I yeah, Smosh. Shane.
0: So it better be on your list too, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to go back in time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, Ian. Number, number, number three.
0: three. I, I literally just put this on here as we were talking. SNL.
2: Yeah. Hey. I mean, yeah. I think SNL inspired all that, right?
1: Well, I mean, yep. SNL was the first televised, or no, it wasn't the first televised sketch comedy, but like it was just the first time it became Mainstream. nationally huge. Yeah. yeah. It
2: was the
0: first like cultural hit. For it also sure. was like
1: counterculturey. Like sketch comedy so. never had like really gone for the throat like it did very quickly. Yeah. I mean, those 70s ones, like, I think the first one had George Carlin as the host. Like the first episode. So yeah. Yeah, and it was just him doing stand up, like going hard. Like they went for it.
0: Yeah. The first the first season of Saturday Night Live is nothing like the Mm -hmm. Saturday Night Live that we grew up on. Like it was insane and it was it was just counterculture it was like a way of saying like fuck you like we're because you know it was in time of like you know you had your you had the suits and then you had the hippies yeah and it was it was very much like their way of standing
2: up to holding up a mirror to society Mm -hmm.
1: that's what's funny when people are like i hate snl it's so political now i'm like it's always been political Mm -hmm. it literally always you've been
2: more involved in it i guess when you when you say that
0: yeah i mean for for me i mean like i said i didn't have cable growing up so when i was old enough like that was one of the things that i looked forward to on saturday night was i was able to like stay up late and watch saturday night live and i would go to the blockbuster and i would and oh. I would rent. And I would rent uh, the best of. Uh,
2: oh yeah, dude. nice. We have the best Things. of Will Ferrell one in my yeah. house. Yeah, they're
1: so good. The best of we'll get ofs like are great. best of
0: like Tim Robbins, Chris uh, Kattan best of was one of my favorite. Chris Kattan, Will Ferrell. I and I grew up in the the Will Ferrell, Daryl Hammond, Chris Kattan, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler kind of like era. It's a good era. So that's a good That's era. the era that. I know and that I thought was funny, but obviously at that, even at that time, of course, there's people that were like, eh, it's no, this doesn't compare to the, the eighties and people in the eighties, like hated, well, yeah. people hated the eighties one. Like everyone loved the very first Saturday Night Live. And then when, when the second season of Saturday Night Live came out, uh, well, it was done without. What's his face? The guy that runs it.
1: Ken. Why is the this? guy
2: who owns SNL?
1: Yeah. Um, uh this is gonna bug me. Wow, I reference him um, all the time, and I just I can't know.
0: think of it right now. Who's um, the
2: creator of SNL? I know he's not necessarily the creator, but. Lauren
0: Michaels created Saturday.
2: Night. Lauren, yeah, Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. dang it. Lauren
0: Michaels. Michaels. So yeah. he left uh, after the first one, I think, and then a different person came in. And people destroyed her, like th- they said that she's responsible for like all of it being bad and like it was all Which terrible. One? Like the second season of Saturday Night Live. What was her uh, name? Sorry,
2: sorry.
0: I don't remember her name, but Just she didn't last. Like he, he yeah. came back, and then they like reorganized it and whatever. Jeez. But yeah. Anyway, uh, Saturday Night Live.
1: Whether oh, you yeah. like it or yeah, hate dude. it,
0: it it changed so many generations with
2: yeah with, absolutely uh, oh dude
1: comedy. it's had so many like insanely good casts it's mm-hmm. also
2: partially what got lonely island to be so freaking huge because they were mm-hmm. like the SNL digital shorts all the time yeah,
0: yeah. Um, i mean i think i think for for a short amount of time you know when we started making youtube videos like that was an aspiration that sounded like a a dream to, to I mean, that's the, how to, I've ex,
2: I've explained Smosh as like kind of like a stepping stone for for like because that was back when Defy was all about young teens and and uh, teens figuring themselves out. I was like, well, this is kind of a way of like introducing those young viewers to sketch comedy in this format of like so where so then we eventually lead those people to then watch shows like SNL, you yeah, know, like we yeah, are we a always, stepping stone.
0: Yeah, I, I that's yeah, I've always kind of felt like. Smosh was never was never on the same same level as Saturday. Night Live. No, not quite. Not not the same. Like
2: Smosh Live v- was dope. Viewer though.
0: audience. Smosh Live was dope, but it was obviously above like
1: Nickelodeon. Well, dope. dope. Number,
0: number three. three.
1: So my number three. Um, this is actually very specific. All right. So in the late '90s, Family Guy started and it got canceled after a few seasons. Mm -hmm. And there was this long period of time, or not that long, but this period of time where Family Guy was not on the air, but the DVD box sets for it were available for the first, I think it was the first five seasons. And my brother got them and he was like, hey, you would think this is really funny. You should watch this. I was like 11 at the time. Oh, perfect. 10 or 11. I watched the (laughs) shit out of those box sets. I watched the first four seasons of Family Guy, I watched over and over and over again. And I, until that point, had never laughed so hard. And I didn't even understand a lot of the jokes. What I think Family Guy really taught me was timing. The timing on that show was so unique, especially for them, like, you never had the like stuttering or pausing that was in Family Guy. You never saw that in other type of sketch com- sketch comedy or in comedic shows. It's strange to say that it's revolutionary, but Stewie doing his whole like, um, so you're gonna write that novel? You uh you gonna you gonna put in those those nice characters? You gonna have that um that climax step? You gonna do that like? Yeah. There you can't find a joke. Told like that, that, yeah. In a show before that, or in, or especially not in animated. I mean, and and I understand like Simpsons obviously started it all, but the way they would sometimes tell jokes, I just thought was so good. And also it was the rapid fire nature, similar to like internet comedy and Adult Swim stuff. A, a joke cannot be funny like the actual context of the joke and the subject matter. Mm-hmm. But if you give the right type of pausing yeah, or spacing. Yeah, the art of a pregnant pause. Yeah, I mean, uh, so many characters and so many jokes I've done on Try Not to Laugh are not funny jokes at all. I just, I'm just like, oh, how will I tell this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is all that matters. Timing um, helps. Number three.
0: Number
2: three. I like thought of another one, so I guess he'll have to be an honorable mention, but whatever. Um, my number three is Bo Burnham.
0: A- nice
2: excellent human being i think that like he's obviously a comedian his shows were stand up comedy but they've kind of evolved to being like honestly like a one man show but something that he taught me was like obviously he's he's funny but then he would like hit you with like a message that would just punch you in the gut like he would all of a sudden just have this this like deeper meaning to his songs or 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 just like If you've ever been to a Bo Burnham show, you know what I mean. But, like, his specials definitely touch on it. Um, Then he had that Zach Stone is going to be famous – TV show that lasted for a season.
0: Yeah, how was that?
2: It was, it was okay. Like it, if it were to come out this year, I think it would, it might do better than it did back then. Cause like it was, it was way ahead of its time. Cause like now we're in this age where like internet influencers and people trying to be famous on the internet is literally everyone. But yeah, like he, his songs and like, obviously a lot of the people I've, I've been influenced Liam Kyle Sullivan, Lonely Island. They have this article of like using music and I love music. It's been a huge part of my life growing up. Helped me, like, find who I was as a teenager. So when you have someone who's funny and you love comedy and then uses your favorite thing to also just, like, really make you feel. And, like, it's crazy in comedy when all of a sudden when they hit you with something that makes you feel something, it, like, hits you that much harder. Mm -hmm. And because you aren't expecting it. You aren't expecting to be like, oh, my heart. What the fuck? Like... And he does that, dude. And I, I love it. I love it so much. When I first saw his special words, 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 my brain was never the same again. Blew my mind. And I didn't even know he was on YouTube. I didn't know mm-hmm. he existed.
0: Yeah, bro. Uh,
2: but then I—that's after that, I did.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's—he's he's one of. I mean, he was probably the first, like, aside from Lonely Island, he was probably the first, like, YouTube success story. He had plenty of success on YouTube. He could have. He could have stayed on YouTube and just continued doing funny songs, but he was like, "No, yeah. like I want to be a a you know a real comedian mm-hmm. and do shows and and work on material that I then do for a special." Yeah, and then he went out and fucking did it, and He's, he was
2: really he did fucking he great. was on Vine too.
1: He just yeah. shows up every now and then and just crushes the yeah. industry. I'm convinced,
2: um, I'm convinced that when he left Vine, that's when Vine went to shit. Cause <laughs> he left, he just up and peaced out like a few years yeah. in. I'm convinced that's why. I'm, I'm, right. I'm,
1: I have no doubt that he's probably a very sad person. Cause <laughs> he's being a, that he's smart. Got, he
2: carries a lot of Being his that smart yeah. has
1: got to be a bummer.
0: If you've ever listened to a podcast with him, like, yeah, I mean he, I think he kind of has like a the curse of knowledge. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: But yeah, I've, I feel like I've heard uh, someone talk about like on a podcast somewhere or an interview that like he mentions channels like Smosh, but he didn't like mention our name specifically. Right. But
0: right. he
2: like how he kind of like really disliked everything that they're about.
0: He really appreciates somebody that's, that works on material, that like works on it for a good amount of time and then put, and yeah. then, and yeah, then we're puts like a factory. It, puts it out into the world. Yeah. Where I mean, his style that doesn't to come out
1: every five years. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. So that doesn't exactly work on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be consistent with your content. You can't you can't work on something for two years and put it out.
1: Well, there's also a difference between like people who are an individual and they only have to worry about paying their own bills. And when you work with like a big team mm-hmm. and everyone, ha- you're you're you have to put out content in order to, for everyone to keep yeah, you know, staying afloat. Well, and also um,
0: he's just a really funny person. So yeah, there's probably stuff that he just doesn't like and yeah. it probably makes him angry. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I have I have yeah, I, I don't I don't hold anything against against Bo if, no. if he doesn't But
2: didn't he invite you to the premiere of eighth grade? Remember we couldn't go because of VidCon? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I also have, my dream.
1: I have a feeling Bo Burnham doesn't like hate much, I no. think he's just. I think no. it's more like no. he has no. a way of going about things. And
2: yeah. All right. Shall we move on?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And number no. two. No. Number
0: it, it. two. Good. Um. So this this is kind of close. I mean, I was I'm ballparking what Shane already did, uh, but I made it kind of a little bit more specific, but not quite. It's Kay. it's it's the same general like internet, old internet. I wrote. On here, I wrote Newgrounds cartoons, like Flash yeah. cartoons. Yeah,
1: Newgrounds, man. But
0: mm-hmm. but it goes beyond Newgrounds. It's like you know, albino black sheep and and uh, e bombs. You know, obviously this is before YouTube, and what people were creating was Flash animations, just like little oh, cartoons. Man. They were and so funny, so good. Like obviously, Homestar Runner was a thing.
2: Homestar Runner, which
0: only resonates to like a very specific like group of people mm-hmm. that existed on the internet during that time.
1: Those first ego raptor flash animations are still my favorite thing he's ever done. The Ninja and Gaiden one. Oh my god.
0: There's this creator uh Ed Atlan and he made like several like little little cartoon series, but he made this one series that was ongoing called um, space tree the space tree in space which was incredible and that was like that was like heavily inspirational for uh both anthony and myself when we were starting to create sketches so big ups big ups to ed
1: Uh, there there was a lot of those series that you just find an animated series online and you would just watch all of it and there was one that we can cut this if we want, but there was one that I thought was so funny back then, and it was called House of Cosby's, and it was about a guy who cloned <laughs> Bill Cosby and had a million, and every clone would be a oh, different Cosby, yeah. so it'd be like this Dude. one's dancing Cosby and this one's science Cosby. <laughs> Dude, that
2: one was, and crazy. it was ridiculous. And I
1: didn't know until like recently that that was Justin Roiland. Mm-hmm. I had Uh, no clue. I was obsessed with it. And I look back and I'm like, oh, it was totally Rick and Morty style comedy. But this is back in like 2005. Yeah. I mean, this was forever ago.
0: Dude, the freaking, well, I guess it wasn't really on the internet first, but that's where I saw it. Uh, the rejected cartoon.
1: Oh yeah, so, so good. I feel you like it's
2: way familiar. You know, Rick Our and Morty spoon probably is, is. too
1: big. Yes, Don Hertzfeld. Yeah. Don Hertzfeld, man. My anus so, is big. Oh, Courtney, you need to watch it. It's, I think it I, I, I have.
2: have. It just it's not quite. It is like an award.
1: It's an Oscar level. Mm-hmm. Like short, it's so perfect. You've definitely seen it. Sounds it sounds
2: like those things are ringing a bell when you're like, sing.
1: I am a banana. It's oh, yeah, just, I've definitely
2: seen them. I just can't remember it in my head right now. Like those uh, those sounds sound from So
1: good. So good. Um, nice. All right, my number two. Number two. Um, so, my number two, I put my family. <laughs> uh, Aww. I was going to my family.
2: My, literally my number five was my family until I switched it to balloon shop.
0: Damn, so, I didn't even think of that. I, yeah, wow, My, okay,
1: go, my go, family, go. like laughing is such a big component in my family. Uh, telling jokes is just such a, it's such our instinct. My grandma and Papa, my mom's parents, I think they're probably the like, what started it off. My grandpa wasn't funny. He wasn't a funny guy. <laughs> he wouldn't tell jokes. He would tell jokes, but they'd be the dumbest jokes you've ever heard. Mm. Um. But what made him so great is uh, he was like the best audience you could ever get because he was constantly laughing. He just thought everything was funny. If you, if you told a joke, he would just be laughing. Best thing about my grandfather is I would legitimately, when I was staying with them over the summers, I would come down to the basement and there's some times where he would watch Tom and Jerry himself by himself for, he could watch it for hours and he'd be dying laughing at Tom Aww. and Jerry. Like dying laughing. That's so and, um,
2: cute.
1: My grandma though was really funny. She just would have that really sharp wit, like would say really sarcastic things. Um, I think even, um, even when she got, when her cancer came back and they were like, yeah, you've got a couple months to live. I think she was even like, as my mom and her were walking out to the parking lot, I forget what she said. She made some like some dark joke And it was so funny that my mom and her just burst out laughing. Like that was her, that was just her way of handling everything. And so my brothers are that way, I'm that way. And who are probably like, just as a kid that I saw and was inspired by the most is my uncles are really funny. My uncle Kelly does a ton of uh, accents and impressions. And my uncle Danny is really can make really funny facial expressions. And so when we're all together, they would end up like entertaining and they would essentially be doing like a family version of stand up try not to laugh <laughs> everyone was just was just watching they should give like, them some would...
0: props and film it
1: yeah they'd probably be really great um, they're really funny guys like there's a there's a different world where i think they could have had us they if they'd been a sketch duo they would have done gone far
0: we should we should definitely send you with a couple cameras and do a a top family
1: reunion try not to laugh oh god Bro, But yeah, my family in general, um, just a lot of really funny people.
2: I totally get that. I can relate. Like my family, especially when my dad got remarried, uh, we had these two new step siblings. They were actually named Courtney and Conrad. So at the time we had two Courtney's and two Conrad's, but they were off the walls, crazy funny. And my sister, Carrie, was already friends with Courtney at the time. And like our family, like just unhinged, especially with the divorce, obviously unhinged us in a way, but we all love the same funny stuff. We all watched Napoleon Dynamite 3 million times. Like, mm. so I totally relate to just being silly. Like specifically my sister Man. Carrie too. All
0: right, Courtney, number two.
2: Number two. My number two is Lonely Island.
0: Oh, um, so we can kind of
2: breeze through this, but like, yeah. I mean, when I was super obsessed with, with SNL, they blew my mind, and I absorbed everything that they had on their YouTube channel. I listened to I listened to all their albums all the time, even the weird stuff that nobody knows.
0: Wait, do you know about the Party Andersons?
2: Party Andersons, oh,
0: not a real it's possible, fan. It's oh, possible. I've you watched them,
2: but fan. I hello, you be, don't be rude. I literally forget things, so please don't be mean. It's possible I've watched them and just haven't and can't recall them. But Awesome Town was like so great to me, they had they had castaways, which is funny because it's very similar to that one Smosh sketch that you guys had. Remember when you were stranded on the beach?
0: Yeah. Did Cast we rip it aways. off? I don't know.
2: Probably. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you know, using music and just like Making comedy cool. It's yeah. so awesome. Yorma, I i used to like be obsessed with Yorma because I thought he was the cutest. But honestly, I think Adams, uh, Andy Samberg, I almost said Adam Sandler. <laughs> Andy Samberg has influenced like every p- like part of my being, I feel like. He was like just the coolest person in the world to me. His acting and movies, like Hot Rod is one of the, it's a top five movie for me, for sure. So good. Um, I
0: just rewatched it finally. It's so it's- good. It holds up. It's funny.
2: They're the best. They're just the best. And I hope to see them still keep doing dope shit because they've been kind of quiet for a while, but I'm hoping a new album. Sure, I want a new album so bad. They keep me going.
0: Yeah, they, the Lonely Island guys did a, they had this fake Music group called the Party Andersons. I, I don't it's, I it
2: rings about I think
0: they only made like a couple songs, but they they did one song that's just about doing cocaine, nice. which they lifted a bunch of lyrics from that and put it into the uh, Bash Bros experience. oh, what was great. that what was that thing called? was it called the Bash Bros experience something like that? Something like that that that? Netflix that Netflix and that Netflix
2: special that was crazy. Yeah. Mike Diva did all of that, yeah,
0: that was dope. All right. Finally. On to number, number one. one. Do number we want to- Oh, actually, on. let's do
1: uh, Let's do our the honorable, honorable mentions. Yeah, mentions. you can just quickly go by the honorable mentions. Uh,
2: Amanda Bynes, for sure. Michael Sarah. Hmm,
1: interesting. That's an interesting one. Him
2: just as an actor and like what everything he's done, like his comedic timing and his delivery is so unique.
0: For me, like Always Sunny, when I was talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, shit. Like Always Sunny is incredible. I think- they're on the same vein of like the, the, it's just the dialogue is just so snappy, mm-hmm. which is why I really enjoy Letterkenny as well. Uh, Simpsons, I mean, I, I grew up watching The Simpsons. It was, again, one of the only sort of kind of raunchy things I was allowed to watch.
1: I have here Adult Swim, Mad TV, uh, oh, and Jim yeah. Carrey. Yeah,
2: Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey. Jim Carrey was just a huge Absolutely. one.
0: Absolutely, dude. Jim Carrey was so good physically that I remember Mari was telling me that her mom like loved watching Jim Carrey and she didn't even know what he was saying. Yeah, but he was yeah. just so physically funny. There, that he's it probably just the most
1: language. He's barriers. probably the most unique actor to be able to say lines as wacky as he does, and it still comes across genuine. All right, you wanna go to number one? Finally, number, number one. one.
0: I gotta give it to Spaceballs, man.
1: I gotta give <laughs> <it to> Spaceballs. <laughs> Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, Dude. that came out of left field, Spaceballs. Did it? Yeah, I wasn't expecting Spaceballs. I wasn't balls. expecting
2: Spaceballs.
0: It's so good. And the funny thing is like, As a kid, it's the only Mel Brooks movie that I that I had seen. I think later on I saw Robin Hood in Tights, but but Spaceballs was like the one that I saw. I don't even know if I saw Star Wars at that point, but I understood all the references because it was so like just in the culture, just like making fun of Star Wars and and all like the fourth wall breaks and everything. I had never seen that before, like. Like the the part where they're like where they're like uh, they're trying to find out where they where they crashed and they're like oh I know how we could do this bring me a, a copy of Spaceballs the movie and then they pull the movie out and they fast forward to the part oh where, yeah where they're in the movie but then they stop the movie at the exact time that they're in right now. I yeah, just like, that. Dude, there's so many good bits in that movie. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of the stuff hasn't aged great.
2: Most but, movies like that don't. But
0: holy crap, dude, like, mm, mm.
1: Well, with Mel Brooks, they say a million jokes a minute, so some yeah. are going to age well and some are not. Yeah. But every single one of those Mel Brooks movies has jokes that are still laugh out loud funny.
0: And obviously like some of the things when I was a kid I didn't understand and then and then when I of got course. older I was like, "Oh, okay, that's
1: funny." Yeah, man. That's probably me with like Airplane and Blazing Saddles and everything. Great yeah, stuff.
2: I love I like okay, another another honorable mention is Charlie's Angels, the old the the 90s era movie. Because, because it's comedy. Because those 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 first two, it's like comedy bad action, and I love it because it's so horny. But there's something, and it's a common theme in all my inspirations: is comedy, but make it cool. That's what it is, man. And is Kevin that why Diaz, I just love how is good?
0: She, no. Is that why Xanadu is good?
2: They're not funny at all. But uh, um, yeah, okay, sorry. sorry. I just want to
0: point out real quick um, how good this new Smosh shirt matches with the Smosh uh, sweatpants.
2: Really? Whoa! I never made that connection. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's oh, yeah, pretty
0: you cute. Like that? That's a good Look,
1: combo. Teal matches right there. Yeah. Uh, for those that that can't see, Ian is uh, showing off the sweatpants. But- and the shirt. The, the new the groovy line. The new, groovy the groovy new line.
2: And yeah, the new groovy line. The
1: retro, r- mm-hmm. retro gooby, groovy groovy line. Matches excellently
2: with the floral smosh, smosh pants.
0: Yeah, and you can get it at smosh.com.
2: You got um, it. All right. Okay. Shane. Um, Shane oh, number number one. one.
1: My number one was the only one that I knew for sure where it was gonna be. So my number one is SNL, but it is very specifically two cast members on SNL. Oh God, um, here we go. It's Phil Hartman and Chris Farley.
2: Okay. Um mm.
1: they are they are hands down my favorite. They I I laugh just seeing them on camera and it's interesting cuz they're both very opposite styles. Phil mm-hmm. Hartman his whole thing was always being contained. It was always about keeping calm, you know, it was always uh now I'm not here to come down on you or anything <laughs> and they're just like his caveman lawyer thing there's so many bits that I do that are essentially caveman lawyer, but just a different costume where it's just like, <sighs> he's dressed as a caveman, he looks ridiculous, but he comes out and he's just like, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm just a caveman. Your technology <laughs> frightens and scares me. Like, I just love the way he oh, delivers Oh yeah,
2: everything. he's in jail all the way.
1: And then <sighs> Chris Farr, that's... <laughs> Yes. oh, uh, that famous actor from uh, that from great Jingle All <laughs> the Sorry. Oscar hey, nominated um, movie. And dude, his his uh fiber uh what's his the fiber cereal commercial, Fibernol or what is it? Um, Colon Blow. Mm. It, oh God, it's just a commercial for him advertising a cereal called Colon Blow, and it's so good.
0: Well but, and Troy McClure was like one of the best characters in the Simpsons.
1: And see, I never watched the Simpsons, so yeah, he's I don't. In that. Phil Hartman's all over the place. Like, he was just so, so good. Um, and then Chris Farley, I mean, it's the opposite. Chris Farley would always, always go 150% in a sketch. And I know sometimes it might have been drugs,
0: but most of the times. <laughs>
1: uh, but it was so fun to watch him because it was always just, there was so much energy there. I would say, the, you know, the motivational speaker sketch on SNL is probably like just one of the most well known ones. And on paper, it's a really funny sketch, but it would have, it's not like on paper, it's not funnier than a lot of other sketches. Chris Farley brought so much energy to that sketch that it took it to another level. And you saw that with everything that he did. He would show up in movies throughout the 90s. Just about every Adam Sandler has Chris Farley in it for like five minutes. And it's always the best five minutes of the movie. Just because he shows up and he's the bus driver in Billy Madison. And it's just it's just immediately so funny.
0: So you're telling me your favorite part of Adam Sandler movies isn't Rob Schneider showing up as different races in every movie? Oh, uh. no,
1: it's not Rob Schneider showing up as different races. It's it's Chris Farley <laughs> always showing up as a pissed off guy. He's just <laughs> Chris Farley plays a pissed off man in every single one of those movies and it's always God. great. I love him. I I love those two actors so much and I love like SNL in general, there's a million, like Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, Sherry O'Terry. like there's a million people that I love from that era. But specifically those two, I think anytime you watch uh, one of my jokes in Try Not To Laugh, you can find an element of Phil Hartman or Chris Farley in it. There's always something in how I tell a joke that is literally their voices in my head, helping say the joke.
2: Hell to the, yeah.
0: Corny? Finally, number one.
2: Thank you. Um, I actually was, I knew th- this person was the first one I thought of. And I was so certain that they are my number one. They've always been there. It's in my core. I still admire them today. Kristen Wiig. Oh. Um, obviously oh, watched a lot sense. of SNL. Her commitment and like just, she's not afraid to just be ugly and just go all the way weird like that one sketch, like and I'm Denise, so she's like that fourth sister, just that type of person. Where, oh God, I don't know. Or it's like that type of like weird humor that makes you uncomfortable. Like yeah. for a long time when I first got to know someone and I knew I liked them, I wanted to be weird and funny and just like make them have to be uncomfortable with me to the point where we'll get them. Comfortable with me? I don't know.
0: How'd that work out for you?
2: Uh, I've had my heart broken a lot of times.
1: You know what I think it is with Kristen Wig Is there's such an element of silliness. Like it's silly.
2: I mean, it's funny because on my little resume or whatever, when I auditioned for Smosh, in my description was something I took pride in, was unafraid to be ugly. Which is interesting because I feel like along over the years, I got super insecure about my skin and kind of in a way was afraid in a certain way. So dude, sexual son, what the fuck was that? Just like being those weird characters, uh, Joey Bananas, is that what you guys called him? That, that first time that you guys ever put me in that curly brown wig and a pencil stash, just like. Brought me to life in a way I never like really realized before, mm-hmm. and she is incredible. She's a powerhouse of a human. Has done so many different kinds of content, like in the last decade alone. The fact that she's in the new Wonder Woman movie coming out, like
0: I'm really excited. Hell to see yeah, it. she's in MacGruber, isn't she? Yes, and
2: she's she's also like been yes. a huge part of like a lot of my favorite movies of all time: <sighs> Adventureland, Whip It, All Right, Bridesmaids, one of the best female comedies of all time. She's so well versed and god when she has that she one just, character the like the the jazz girl who's turned yeah. off the lights on SNL she was a queen she's a she's a literal comedy queen the
1: the one upper character that she does where she's just like yeah. actually i know oprah and yeah. she's my best friend and uh, actually,
2: I'm, actually she just actually, actually, I really
1: like she me. was so good at original characters she's probably i would say of all of SNL she is she is the best that they've had at original characters Cause she had like Absolutely. a few, a lot, there's a lot of famous SNL people who it's like, oh, they did that one character that's so good. Kristen Wiig had like five, she had target lady, she had the one upper character, she had the weird hands, la- like, she mm-hmm. would always bring one. to life oh, more yeah, things. The little hands. She had. I tons, could impersonate
2: man. all of those.
1: She had tons, it was great. Yeah. And like hers were really different. Like Will Ferrell had a lot, but Will Ferrell's were always a version of Will Ferrell. Yeah. sure, Because Will Ferrell just as himself was so funny, but Mm -hmm. Kristen Wiig like changed.
2: I definitely held her close to my heart like for as long as I was just dying and dreaming to like be a part of something. That was the level of like, man, if I could just at least feel like her, that'd be awesome, you know?
0: Well, this was a very wonderful list.
2: Yeah, it's crazy how like we all came from very different lives, didn't meet each other till mid-20s or early. Like I was 18 when I met you guys. We all have very similar things that brought us up, like even Monty Python, all those things. I mean, they're very popular things, granted, but it's cool that ultimately we have very similar tastes. And yeah, for those listening or watching... If you haven't seen or checked out a lot of these people, I seriously recommend it. It's gonna help your life.
0: Yes. Yee. Oh, and just and and just when you thought this whole this whole train had come to a stop toot toot, guess what? No, we got one more stop, and that stop is the shoot dude station. Shoot
1: dude. Shoot dude. Shoot dude. Shoot dude.
2: Shoot dude. Shoot dude. Shoot dude. Shoot dude.
1: Shoot dude.
0: Get ready for this one. This one mm-hmm. is from Taylor. She starts with all caps. All right. <laughs> when I was about 12 to 13, my family and I went to this museum, and they have a section based on Chinese architecture, and we stopped to look at this big piece resembling a Chinese Imperial Palace building. We're all looking at it it's big and red with yellow roof tiles, and it's beautiful. And I'm looking at it, and I'm wondering what exactly it is. So I turn to my family, dead-ass serious expression on my face, and I ask, "Is this the Great Wall of China?" Keep in mind, I'm like 12 to 13, so I'm still a big dumbass. My entire family starts laughing at me, and I'm sitting there like, "Huh?" I asked a genuine question and then my sister goes, no, you idiot, the Great Wall of China is in China.
2: Oh my goodness.
0: Needless to say, I was incredibly embarrassed and still to this day, they bring it up constantly oh, when the whole that's family sad. gets together.
2: That's sad, that's a sad shoot, dude. I'm sorry, That's bud. a bummer shoot,
0: dude. That's Can a I just shoot, say,
2: dude. I relate to this so hard. Growing up, and still sometimes, I'm the queen of dumb questions. I remember in middle school, in middle school, I was like, do we have to arrest the descendants of John Wilkes Booth because he killed Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> so is his great great grandkids under arrest? And they're like, no, no. <laughs> I ask no, dumb questions all the time, all the time. So I relate, and it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes we just don't know stuff, and sometimes people just love to laugh at people before because they feel smarter.
0: We shouldn't ever punish people for asking a question. I yeah. mean, if yeah. you ask a dumbass question, I'm I might make a joke about it. We, might, it's we funny, can laugh lovingly. But but I but never. I, I don't think anyone should feel ashamed of asking a question. That's that's something yeah. that I've had to had to like get well, better f- at is is n- not, is not accepting that I don't know everything.
1: Well, yeah, fear of asking dumb questions leads to not asking questions, which is yeah. not good.
2: That's worse. Yeah, I told myself when I was young, like because I felt like I was asking stupid questions and people would laugh at me and like not in a loving way. And I told myself that I would say that there's no such thing as dumb questions because yeah, it sucks. You just wanna know. Sometimes you got to push through that. Just yeah. Ask the dumb question. Yeah,
1: man. Just ask it. Have yeah. those have that then safe you know space
2: of people that person
1: now knows that it's the not Great the Gray Wall of China, China is Otherwise, in China. Otherwise, they, they would have told
0: that. they would have told somebody else that they went and saw the Great Wall. They would have lived their
1: whole life thinking the Great Wall of China could be anywhere.
0: Yeah. So it's a good thing they asked.
1: And it's also, though, thing. let's let's be fair. There's some things out there in the world that are confusing as shit, like that. Like, hey, there's, the tower, a, there's a Kansas the, City, the Kansas City Chiefs, the football team, that's Kansas City, Missouri. That's confusing yep. as shit.
2: <laughs>
0: the London Bridge, not in London anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's in Arizona, right?
1: I think so. There's tons of rivers that are, like, they're named a specific state river, but most of it is in a different yeah, state. Yeah, the
2: Colorado River is in Arizona as well. <laughs> yeah, the,
1: the Grand Canyon is the Colorado. It's It's confusing, so I get it. Yeah.
2: I get it. Yeah, it's okay. People be, people, it's okay.
0: Sex in the city? It wasn't sex in the city. It was four women in the city. Exactly.
1: Bear and Ga- stinky bears.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for another uh, wonderful Smoshcast. Please send your shoot dudes to at oh, smosh.com. I can't com. type that. Oh, sorry. It's uh, shoot, shoot dude shoot at smosh.com. <laughs> At smosh.com. Let us know what your favorite comedy influences are down in the comments below. Yes. Or critique critique ours and tell us we're dumb and we Yeah. comedy influences are, are. And shit. ask
2: any stupid questions that you've been wanting to ask anyone but haven't felt safe. Ask hmm. them in the comments down below. And if people yeah. are to you.
0: Ignore mm-hmm. them and get this sweet get this sweet merch combo that I got. It's pretty sick. It's At pretty smosh. cute. Uh Rate us five stars in the App Store so we can continue doing this and talking to each other. And you could hear our voice. You can mm-hmm. to hear our voice. And uh, love you. Bye. Bye-bye.
2: Love you. Bye. bye.
0: bye.